Hi, my name's Jeff, and I'm trying to get a date. It turns out these days, that's not the easiest thing to do. It's not for lack of trying. I've downloaded all the apps, I read all the articles, and I tried my best to put myself out there. It's just that so far, it hasn't worked out great. But, I came up with an idea. If I'm no good at running my own dating apps, maybe somebody else will be. So here's the plan. Every episode, a new person gets the keys to my profiles. I tell them what I'm looking for, and they get to choose my pictures, they get to write my bio, they tell me who to swipe on and who to message and what opening lines to use when I do. Then, we find out if they're any better at it than I am. Maybe I'm lucky, and I learn something about myself and dating apps along the way. Maybe I'm really lucky and I find happily ever after. Or maybe I'm just headed straight for a swipe out. Hi, I'm Jeff. And I'm Ben. And I'm Jeff's friend. And welcome to Swipe Out. So, we've been in Europe the past two weeks and we're just getting back. and Real casual. And we're getting back into the swing of things here with the podcast. So, Jeff, can you tell us about your last two weeks on the dating apps, what you've done when we left off before you said you had a date so tell us a little bit about that so i wasn't in europe the past two weeks i was sitting around here living my normal life while you guys were off gallivanting and having a good time um so i did go on a date um and had a good time um we ended up uh, we went to a coffee shop we talked for a fair bit uh parted on positive terms at the end of that date the plan was to have a second date in between date number one and date number two uh, that plan changed to, hey, let's just be friends, which is totally fine. Um, it also sort of uh, put me in a position, I think I have said, I don't remember if it was episode zero, episode one, or if we even got it recorded, but I had claimed at one point the idea of like, man, if I can just get my foot in the door, I think I can convert, mm-hmm. right? Which I do still have a certain sense of, like I do think I am like, not particularly capable, but perfectly capable of getting date one to date two to a healthy relationship. But I guess when I said that, whatever it was, I wasn't respecting the reality of just like, I guess, embarrassingly, I wasn't respecting the autonomy of the other person. I was sort of just taking it as a given that like, oh, as soon as they see how charming I am, that's it, right? That's all they, that's all they have to do to want to be with me in a relationship. And I think between, so I had that experience with the date, and I also had mentioned, uh, as I was talking to you guys earlier tonight, that I also had another match come through in these past two weeks, which was some really good stimulating conversation that ended kind of abruptly from my perspective. I would, I did call it ghosting, but I don't want to, I don't necessarily want to attribute that pejorative to like purposefully stop talking to me. There are uh, plenty of very valid reasons that someone would just sort of like, Hey, I don't, I'm not on that dating app anymore for, for my own reasons. That's totally fine. And Um, I mean, we talked about this in the last episode too, where she felt like it was a full-time job. Right. And if you're managing a list of 30 people that you're trying to have a conversation with, and no offense to you, if you're number 30 on that list and they only get through the, 25 then and like all right my life's changed i can't manage 30 anymore i gotta create my list down to yeah and that's a i guess that's a i want to say that explicitly for my own sake and for the sake of maybe people that don't think about it necessarily it's kind of a reality in dating apps that like sometimes somebody gets a like has you know three pending dates 
and pending date number two goes really well, and they're like, I think that's like, I'm, I'm done looking, right? I have yeah. found the thing that I'm looking for. That means everything else is in the pipeline just doesn't make it through, mm-hmm. right? And and maybe some folks have the decency to pop in and say, hey, just so you know, I found somebody and I'm done. But not everybody does, and I guess that there's no etiquette for it, right? You don't have to. You don't have to go back and report like, oh, yeah, by the way, I'm not going to talk to you anymore because I'm not single. That's that's okay. So I, I think, too, another thing that I feel was my personal experience but not really because I didn't have so much but then also what I've seen from other people is that not going on dates is a real momentum killer yeah like like even if it's just out of some natural causes or something like that doesn't matter what it is but if you lose a date slot the momentum dies yeah. and it takes and a you, you said that as well right you you mentioned that there were like the reschedules and where like if they didn't reschedule basically immediately it was just like sorry we're not we're not going to go anywhere right i'm already yeah. i'm already on to the next one at this point yeah there just wasn't enough mental space or like physical time in a day sometimes sure. to, that's like, totally reasonable yeah. it's hard for me as a guy who is sensitive to being pushy Right, I'm always afraid of like most of the matches that I've had where I'm like, man, this is a good match. I'm I'm ready basically immediately to be like, give me your phone number. Let's at least text for a day, and then if you're up for it, let's let's put some on the calendar. But I also have a sense that not everyone is on board for that. Right, like some folks do kind of want to test the water. Not everyone jumps into the deep end of the pool. Right, some people when you go swimming. They want to stand on the steps with their calves in the water for a minute and get adjusted. And then, all right, let's take a step down and we'll get adjusted again. I, I, I yeah. think you are right. But I, again, this is only from my perspective. But I think there are people on dating apps, from what I've seen, that are ready to date. And you do need to be pushy and you need to go quick. And there are people on dating apps who are scared of going on dates. And I don't think... From what I've seen of those types of people, I don't think not being pushy gets you a date. I think not being pushy results in the conversation fizzling out and a date never happening. Sure. That's that's a reasonable perspective, I guess. And maybe this is... I hadn't thought until we were are having this conversation just now that there's potential for like, hey, that conversation was going really good. So the, I can get into a little more... I'm not going to give any personal details, yeah. but I can give situational details, which were... Is a really good conversation, like, seemed to be a really positive connection. She seemed really interested in me. I was very interested in her. But her messaging was intermittent. It was very much like there would be, like, eight hours between messages, basically. Um, And I sort of let that dictate the pace of the conversation, where I was just like, okay, we're going to respond, like, one back and forth. And I recognize now, I I don't know, right? I can't Mm -hmm. ask her, but I hear now the possibility of, like, Maybe that's because she was sort of expecting to skip to the good part, right? She was waiting for me to send a message just like, okay, when are we meeting up? And yeah. and because it didn't happen in, you know, granted, half a dozen messages only, but over the course of three days, that was like, okay, this guy's, this guy's not closing the deal. I'm going to move on to the next one. Well, what, what was your expectation in terms of, like, I mean, you, you said yeah. before that sometimes you ask, sometimes they ask, but, like, what was your expectation in, like, Okay, let's go on. Like, how how many how much how many messages did you need rather than how much time is maybe a better way to quantify it? 
I don't know. Oh, gosh. I don't think I have the answer for you on that, unfortunately. But I would say, like, I, I do think most of the time the guy did end up asking me. Um, and I do remember, like, there being... And honestly, it, it was the time span of, like, sometimes just four days of just having, like, too much conversation with someone on the app for me. And at that point, other guys had, like, booked... And, like, within, yeah, like you said, within four days alone, it was just, like, it's not that you're not willing or interested, but, like, you know you're going to have a better answer when meeting someone already, or I felt that way. So, I was, like, why, I'm, of course, going to go towards the in-person dates, and if I don't have the time at the end of the day to keep answering the conversations that are on day four or five and they're just conversations. It's just, it, it fizzles out because of like a lot, like can, we talked about. Can I say it another way is by continuing this conversation and not getting to the point, you're asking me to spend more effort on you before I see what yeah. what you really are. And I will say though, I, I feel like I talked to like an acquaintance pretty recently um, who's on dating apps and I, from her from my understanding, her perspective is she really wanted to have that long conversation back and forth on the app. Yeah. She was oh, very different than process. me. Yeah, and for her, it was like she had a very different take on it. So when you guys were using the word pushy, like I know like every there's just a different flavor out there for everyone. And yes, of course, some people are going to see it as pushy. I personally saw it as proactive and a lack of that is just a lack of like respect for my time or just a lack of like really wanting to do something meaningful. Um, but I know that like my acquaintance probably would think really differently about it, right? So I'm not even sure that you can like regulate for how other people see you. It's more about working on what you really want to do with a dating app and just going for it, knowing that there are going to be some people that just don't like your style. Sure. And I only have control over me, right? And that's true for the only thing anyone has control over is themselves. But it's still, it's valuable for me to hear. And this is, this is great. I said it a couple times in the first two episodes and I'm saying it again. Turns out there might be a good reason for this podcast is for me to hear like, hey man, Here's a thing you might be doing wrong. Not wrong, but here's a thing that might be causing things to work out in not the way that you want them to, yeah. that you could change, right? You yeah. could decide. Now, I guess my other, the the opposite end of the spectrum, did you have any encounters with guys where they, like, their first message was like, so when are we meeting up? And you were like, whoa, pal, tell me your name first. For me, honestly, no. But I was, like, really ready to date. Sure. When that happened, um... And so I that was, did happen. You, that did happen. There were I mean, guys like, that were like, hey, my name's so-and-so. Would you like to go out and get a drink? But I think, I it, think I, it was I, like probably maybe like third or fourth line or something. But like pretty, it was pretty much immediate. And yeah, that was like. But, but I think part of what you expressed too is the ones that worked were the people who personalized it in some way of like, hey, there's a new beer at this brewery that I think you'd like. Do you want to try that? Right. I think that's what you expressed before, but I don't want to put words in your mouth. Oh, I talked about, like, food as a common, Mm -hmm. like, uh, what do you call it, like a bonding point. But no, if someone was willing to just, like, hang out and I, like, already was talking to them and, like, glanced at their profile and they did the initial, like, gut check, 
then yeah, I was willing to meet them. Sure. And like at that point, it it doesn't re- like it didn't really matter for me. I just like really wanted to experience dating people and to like see what kind of people are out there, right? And I knew that like conversations could only take you so far, so I was willing to like skip through all of that and just have a conversation immediately in person just and skip the texting part. Is this an acquaintance we can get on the podcast, do you think? <laughs> Yes, but probably, <laughs> yes, I'm sure we could if we really wanted to. <laughs> okay. We'll talk about, we'll talk about it we'll another time. It. Yeah. I, my, my question to them, or to you if you know, is around, I mean, we talked about uh, how many dates you were going on and how many matches you had. And what I'm, to my earlier point to Jeff, what I'm wondering is that person who was looking for that full conversation, mm-hmm. were they also flooded with 30 or 40 conversations at a time and were they narrowing that field to one date a week one date a month what what sort of what was their number situations different from yours i'm not sure that they had any foresight on their number situations but from just the very like quick look into the dating aspect of like that person's history that i saw um they did have a, a quite a few messages I would say probably a few dozen, but they were going unanswered. So, like, I would say this person was approaching dating, like, really consciously, was being super weary about it, wasn't really responding to people, and at that point had not had a date, which at that point, like, and reversed, for me, I'd already, like, gone on several dates, and it was super quick and had, like, conversations going, right? So, so, so th- this was kind of my point earlier is... I the the type of people that I have experience with, there are the ones who are ready for the date already and then being pushy, and the ones who are more reserved aren't actually ready for a date. And no amount of waiting, waiting and and conversation is necessarily going to get them over that line because you said she hadn't been on a date yet, right? So so it's it's not necessarily that. I wouldn't say she wasn't ready for a date. I would not say that at all because there are different reasons that people do the things they do. Sometimes it's that they're very ready, but they have some fears holding them back. Fears that people go on dates with normally. We're being semantic, so let, let me try to rephrase okay. what, what I'm saying. I just saying. feel like that was not a fair statement to say. What I'm trying to say is that there's nothing that Jeff or other guy could have done differently to get a date with her because... There was her own things that she needed to to work through before the date. Oh, maybe maybe an even even better paraphrase. Whether or not I waited to ask this hypothetical person on a date wouldn't actually affect whether or not we went on a date, right? Like if they were going yeah. to go on a date with me, they would probably make that decision or else have the fiat to say, maybe, but I'd like to wait. There is potentially not a lot of benefit in being cagey about it from my side, right? There is maybe a perspective, at least, that is like, hey, man, there's good reason to shoot your shot and not a lot of reason not to, right? You're not you're not really losing out on anything yeah. by, by going for it early in the game. If that's, yeah, sorry, if that's the lesson we're trying to kind of get from this is, yeah, I do think that, yeah. And that is, a, that is a lesson for me. That is genuinely, like, that is not, and that is... I, I don't want to lose sight of the fact that this does, I think, tie a little bit back into just who I am as a person. Mm-hmm. Like, my perspective on dating in my life is 
I, I've said to my therapist the literal phrase, like, I don't want to date. I want to be, I want to skip to six months deep in a relationship with somebody I really like, mm-hmm. right? Like, I'm not really that into the get to know you early phase of dating. And in fact, I'm, I'm like self-conscious and uncomfortable with it, right? So I think there is a part of me that is being cagey even just because it protects me a little bit, right? It puts me in the position of like, okay, if I'm if I'm patient and I sort of wait for a surefire signal that this person is interested in going on a date, then I avoid the discomfort of, of having it not work out, right? Um, so that's I guess true. that's that's a good moment of self-reflection for myself, right? It, it explains a little bit why I might be more attached to that approach, even if outwardly I can justify it as like, well, I don't want to be pushy. Yeah. I, I felt the same way. And I think definitely in my normal life, right, my approach to uh, that sort of thing, not on, not on dating apps, was, well, we should be friends first. Right, but the dating apps just don't give you that opportunity. Yeah, I guess that's a that is another way to phrase it, and a thing that I think I wish maybe there's a, a niche for this or a place on the market for this. I do sort of wish there was a dating app for make a bunch of friends, and then maybe one of them will turn into a partner. <laughs> that's that would be nice, and that's kind of that has been my experience for all of the other relationships that I've had in my life. Which all came about not because of dating apps, but just because of, like, shared hobbies or shared spaces that I existed in with the other person. And we connected initially on just a social level and then translated that into romance. That's fair. But I think that's, like, that does exist. I think that's when you sign up for, like, clubs and game nights and sports and team leagues. And yeah, I but think I, can't do, I can't swipe on those in my pajamas in bed before I go to sleep. Yeah, you can. That's true. But I think that is genuinely, like, how a lot of people also approach, like, basically our, like, adult version of after-school activities, right? It's like, we're, like, they'll have fun with our friends. They'll, you know, play kickball and drink a few beers. At best, like, they may find their, like, best buddy on there. And And I, I think that is true, right? Like, I mean, I think the more you do, the more opportunity you have to meet someone but we did talk about this last episode as well as it's not appropriate to ask those people out a lot of the time so you also have to navigate those kinds of situations i would say very carefully why is it not appropriate to ask like maybe maybe more to say like it is weird heavy air quotes to go into a shared social situation with the intent of finding your partner right or even even the ulterior motive of like, hey, this is great and I'm glad to be here, but really I'm kind of hopeful that there's a cute girl here that I get to meet and then go home with her later. It, right? It, it is, from my That feels disingenuous. Yeah. But little... that's not how I would approach it though, right? Like, that's just the reality of life is that the more you network, the literal number of people increases that you meet and have in your life and in your network. And it's not like... It's not an ulterior motive. I think it's a really normal thing to be like, hey, I want friends. Hey, I like doing these things. And we obviously, like, most people want to have some type of a partner in their life with whatever that looks like. And if those activities give them that as well, that's awesome. That's not an ulterior motive. That's a bonus. I I think (laughs) the problem with that, from my perspective, 
the the complication, I guess, the angle that I feel like maybe I haven't done a good job of articulating is, and I, I think I have told, I think I might have even told you two before, like, why don't you have more single friends? Like, why can't you hook oh, me yeah. up with some of your friends already, right? That would be really convenient. I think, and this isn't literally true, but it is emotionally true to an extent, I think I'm full on friends already, right? The problem is... I have a lot of friends that I really like, and I like spending time with them, and I like doing social things with them, and I they take up all of the space in my brain and my soul where friends can live. I just don't already have a partner to also plug in. That's fair. I think that makes sense to me. That makes sense to me as, like, a real catch-all. So it feels yeah. disingenuous to be like, hey, I'm going to go out and meet people. Like, I don't really need to... Me- I don't feel like I need to meet more people... Because I need more friends. Not that I'm against more friends. I like friends. But I said it during my vibes discussion in episode one, right? Where it's like, I want to have a, a, a community, right? A close yeah. community. I'd rather have six people I really like than 200 I'm okay with. I'm not sure going out and, and meeting a, a half a dozen people that's like, okay, these are my only Tuesday night when we play board games friends rather than my like life friends. Yeah. yeah. No, I understand that too. And that makes sense. I was just saying we do basically have a system for meeting friends through your shared interests. That's true. That is a thing that does exist if you're willing or literally have the time to take that on, yeah. which a lot of people do. And I, I mean, to be fair, he does through theater on the mm-hmm. not irregular, right? Yeah. And, and I mean, but and I, have, talk I, about I have had how relationships come from that. He like mostly knows everyone in the circle. I do. I do kind of, I've kind of, again, it's, it's a sort of like, and this is. If the takeaway here is, man, you got to get into different... Like, if the takeaway here, if the lesson is, hey, if you're anything like Jeff, the right way to use dating apps is don't go out and meet people instead, right? That that might be a, a legitimate lesson. I hope we get a couple more episodes of the podcast before it turns <laughs> out that that's true. But I think it's worth keeping in mind. And it's, again, it's not advice that I, like, I have given up on necessarily, right? I do think there is value in considering, like, yeah, man, if you are really just itching to, like, make a friend that you could translate into a partner, that means you have to make a friend first. And that's hard and scary, yes. but you're not going to do it from your bed in your pajamas. Exactly. But even still, I mean... I... I feel dirty about the, like... Alright, let's... I have space in my life for ten close friends... At what point in the making of a friend number 11 do you say, so are you single? Because (laughs) after we become friends, I'm going to want to date you. And if that's not something that you're available for, then I need to reserve slot number 11 for a friend who will be. Yeah, there is. (laughs) is, I don't think people actually think like that. I definitely think like that for the record. And it's, it's not something that I'm necessarily, it's not that cut and dry. It's not that analytical necessarily, but there is a piece of the puzzle that's like, man, if I, if, if I am at full capacity for friendship right now or near enough, I can add people to that circle but and this is a negative way of thinking, and I can maybe, given I, I'm speaking extemporaneously, maybe given more processing time, I won't agree with this, right? But every new person that I add to that circle, who's ineligible to become a partner, who doesn't have a chance of translating into like a healthy partnership, makes the next person that much harder to fit in, right? Makes it that much more difficult to like, okay, I'm going to maintain this other new rich friendship. 
and then keep hunting for new rich friendships that I could translate into a partnership. Yeah, I don't know what to say. I've never thought of it that <laughs> unorganically in my life. I mean, I have, <laughs> I have a limited amount of social... It's literally true that... I, and this goes back to the stuff you were talking about with, like, your use of dating apps being a full-time job, right? I have a limited amount of social capital. I have a limited amount of literal nights in a week that I can do stuff. And it even... I'm going to do a big full circle here. That even translates back into the idea of, like, I really want a partner that I share hobbies with and that I feel good about socializing with because that's just, it, it will make me feel good, but it's also just like logistically good, right? It make, means our life will be a little bit easier to schedule if we're both down, if we both consider the time that we spend together doing X, Y, and Z leisure time, that's just efficient in a weird way. And that's that's also a good thing, right? So, I don't know. I wrestle a lot too with the idea, like the sort of fear of like, Am I going to meet a person and really like them and really to be into them? But then what if they already have a group of friends that's basically full and I already have a group of friends that's basically full and we end up trying to split our time between them and neither of us is really satisfied because we both sort of wish that our friends group was the better one and the one we spent more time with. Right? I think we have to get there first. Sure. Okay. Fair enough. When we come to it. A different discussion. (laughs) Yeah. So... Long story short, we we didn't need a, a a long list of topics for tonight. No surprises. Um, so long story short, there's plenty of reason for the podcast to continue because I am not currently in a relationship. Uh, the cliffhanger of the date mentioned at the end of episode one did not turn into anything, and that's okay. It was a good experience. I'm glad I had it. But we're we're on to the next one. We can add it to the add it to the statistics. We can sort of learn from it, but it's Any- not going anywhere. Any other feelers out right now? or uh, No, there's no... I guess there's nothing else to report, right? Well, there is, but it's it was a match, and there's been, like, one message back and forth. But the only reason I really want to mention it, because it's been, like, three days and it was one message, but I'm really proud of my opening line, and I kind of want to present it for review. I want to know what you guys think of my opening line. Let's, let's do All it. All right. I'm gonna... I'm gonna open my... I'm gonna... I don't know if it will go because I have this on oh yeah it will alright here you go here's my opening line to this person hiya person's name I never really know how to break the ice so I figure I'll give you some options would you prefer I start with A an earnest compliment B a combo starter question or C a dad joke what's your pick out of those Mm -hmm. um A probably yeah Yeah. an earnest compliment cool any replier she did reply and say what a great opening line and then she picked a dad joke and then I told her a dad joke and then I told her another dad joke because she said like I had a bad week give me the dad joke and I was like all right you had a bad week I'll give you two dad jokes she hasn't said anything since but that's okay have you tried asking her out with a dad joke no I I guess not I guess maybe I should have like I I could now that you say that I guess I could add that as a fourth option of like an invitation to meet in person right like if if you're really you want to skip to the good part, I'm down. Let's do it. But I also don't know... I worry a little bit about, like, putting the onus on another person. Those first three options are like, hey, I'll give you whatever you want. I sort of, like, I'm be, I want to be polite and show you that, like, I've got I've got a couple things in my toolbox. I wonder if that fourth option of, like, or I could just ask you out on a date and we can meet up would feel a little bit, like, 
backhanded almost like tricky do do a do a custom customize your pickup line do you want Ernest check and dad joe check and ask me out check all three things make it in one i do kind of i i sort of love i love that and i'm worried that nobody else will cuz that's that's maybe too niche but i do love the idea of like I don't know what to do for my opening line. How, how b- b- build your own opening line with out of these components? Which would you like? Yeah. <laughs> that, I kind of love that. I might have to uh, the the beta the that was the alpha version. The beta version might have to look like that, where it's like don't pick one, pick however many you want. Yeah. Did you ask her about her day and why it was bad? No, I, I I did the dad joke first, under the impression that that would lead to further conversation, and it didn't. Maybe that was a mistake too. I am I am sort of prepared to hear like, hey, she told you she had a rough week. She wanted you to say, hey, what was rough about your week? Yeah, I'm wondering that too. But obviously, I don't. I have no idea. And I think one of the things that's really hard about this is literally there's so many different types of people, and for every answer we get right, that answer is going to be wrong for somebody else. And we so said I that we, we said just, that a dozen times. Yeah. So I think we just session, gotta. Right? That, that go is okay. For it. We're we're working from anecdotal evidence. That's why I want to get lots of different perspectives, and we're also recognizing every conclusion we draw is only what makes sense to us based on the experiences that we've had. Absolutely, and, and I think. Again, in, in all of this, like Jeff said, uh, you know, different people are definitely going to have different perspectives on it. And what works for him, what works for someone is not going to work for everyone. It's more about collecting all the viewpoints on there. And I think, I think one of the things that I'm trying to do, and I think it is valuable in this, is like in our conversation that started this, assessing whether certain things for certain people work because those people are ready for the dating apps and dating and i said ready again and you don't like that but 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 they are open to more frequent dates versus um people who might be on the dating app because of x y and z like maybe a a friend put them on there or something like that and they're not i i don't have a better word than ready but 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 they're not necessarily available for dating. The reaction hasn't been catalyzed yet, right? It's it's totally reasonable to look at it and say, like, this person wants to date and probably will date given the right set of circumstances. It's just that for them, just a match isn't necessarily the right set of circumstances. But for other people, just a match is the right set of circumstances. That is enough activation energy to make them want to go on a date. Exactly. Okay. So I think now we open the floor to my partner grilling Jeff <laughs> about... Everything that, all the questions that she has for curating uh, your profile. So yeah, this was, this was ultimately, I guess you deserve credit. This was your idea, basically. The, the reason that we're here right now doing this podcast is because of the conversation that we had when we were out to dinner. So yeah. I'm, I am open and ready for your feedback and or to answer whatever questions you have about what I'm doing and what I should do. Yeah. I don't think I really have feedback yet. I think I would want to take a look at all of your apps first, and then I'd want to tell you like what I would change, and then change that. Sure. Um, I, can I propose even we we have the alt account now, right? I haven't set it up yet, but okay. I can. Okay. So so what I propose is rather than talk about like once you see it, 
do the things that you want to do and then we'll talk about what you did. Yeah. Okay. Um, but that but works. for now, talk about what you're thinking and yeah. what questions you have. No, I have I have very few because I think I'm just going to try and go with my gut reaction, which is how like I approach dating. So I'm going to try and use the same thing for you. But um, my the question that I had, and this this came from a conversation before we started recording the podcast, but you said that... Um, while you had a really nice conversation with, like, your most recent date, it was a little bit tough because of their maybe more, like, introverted nature. Mm-hmm. And I don't think... Did we end up talking about that in your green flags? So I, don't, I guess it didn't come up. You're right. I don't think I explicitly mentioned... I guess the thing that I... I maybe missed the forest through the trees insofar as, like... How do I want to put this? I, I mean, you you said uh, matching hobbies and things like that. That's sort of in the same yeah, category. Energy levels. That right? is the sort oh, of... The, I would disagree. Okay. I think there is a world in which that is the, the hobbies that I was talking about, being theatrical, playing board games and video games. There's a, there is a... That is the outward expression of the inward mix of personality that I have and I'm looking for. Um, so I guess I'll, I'll answer your question two ways. Number one, I think part of that for me was just, I was reacting to the amount of connection that we made, right? I experienced her to be very sort of reserved and very sort of like drawn into herself, which is fine. And again, I made a point that like, I, I wasn't the one that said no to the second date. Um, I was open to it, but I did come away from that first date with a sense of like, man, it didn't really feel like she was sort of open to... Like, me asking her questions or, like, trying to make bids for connection, that sort of stuff. So that, I think, is part of it. I do also think you're right in that maybe I just... So, I come from a family of, like, pretty loud, outspoken people. All of the best women in my life up to this point. My mom and my grandma and my sisters and my extended family are all sort of pretty loud, outspoken, opinionated, like, at least willing to be heard in conversation, right? And willing to kind of... Extroverted maybe isn't even all of it. I think opinionated is another slice of it, or willing to have an opinion, I guess, at least. Um, I do think those things are important to me. I think maybe part of that is... I don't know if I can judge that based on a dating profile. I think there are hints, right? Maybe it belongs in the vibe category. In that yeah, case, 100% right? it's a, I think it does. It's a, yeah. it's a thing that I don't necessarily know how to pick out from a person's write-up of themselves. At the same time, I... So I often refer to myself as an extrovert with social anxiety. And this is a... I think this is maybe another reason why I didn't bring it up initially is because I it, it feels so complicated to me that I don't know how to make it useful information. I really do want someone that's kind of like outspoken and, and willing to be a part of any given conversation and even willing to occasionally be the center of attention. And also, I kind of think I want somebody like me who's a bit of a homebody and doesn't mind going out every once in a while but doesn't necessarily want to go out all the time and to be around a whole bunch of people all the time, that's what I understand to be the classic definition of an extrovert, right? As someone who wants to be out and be amongst people and be doing things constantly. As social as I am and as much as I enjoy connection with my people, that doesn't sound like me, so I don't know if the category fits. Does that all make sense? Yeah, I think so. I just, I think it was interesting that you said that because I felt like we touched upon a vibe that we haven't mentioned prior. And I feel like it was something that you kind of like 
didn't discover, but something that's worth noting now as we're looking. Yeah, I think, and I think if you, as an add-on, if you look at the people in my life that I have been most interested in or have the best previous relationship with, like my, my dating history and my romance history, you are talking about people that sort of fit at least... In a social situation where they're comfortable, they look like an extrovert, right? Now, that's I, I, that's, I think that's a heavy qualifier. Um, I'm definitely, like, not the kind of guy that could go to a random bar in a place that I don't know with people that I don't know and then, like, jump up and sing karaoke. Like, that would be, that would be scary to me to do without support and without planning and any of that other stuff. And that sounds to me more like the classic definition of an extrovert. But for sure... The people that I have liked best in the past definitely have the vibe of a sort of outgoing person, at least. Yeah, I think so, too. Okay. Um, and then the other thing that I wanted to talk about is we talked a lot about, like, the kind of things that you're looking for and your partner. Um, but what do you think you would be willing to bring to the table? And what do you think, like, you bring um, to a relationship that someone, like, when they're looking for Jeff... You know, or they're looking for a person. Like, what what things does Jeff fill, you know? That's a hard question. Um, I feel like I'm at a job interview right now. This is, <laughs> yeah. a way, this is a way to think about it that I never have before. So a sense of humor. I do want, I do want to say one thing, because we talked about sure. this in the car. Um, I think part of the reason that you're asking this is because you're using it to curate what you're going to do with this profile. Yes. And one of the things that I pointed out in the car to her was... When we talked about this in episode one, I think it was, no, maybe episode two, doesn't matter. Uh, she had said that looking at a profile isn't something that she had the time to do. So, so I, but you were saying as well that, that, so maybe a little modification on what we said before. You were looking at, on, on Hinge, there's some, like, specific top line that you get with the profile. Well, when a you, byline? Yeah, when you match. So, so there is... There's the open, there's three components where we had narrowed it down to two before. There's the profile picture, the singular profile picture, the, I don't know what to call it, a tagline or something for your profile. I don't remember what it's called. But yeah, but yeah a tagline, and then the the opening line in the first sure. few messages. But, sorry, continue. Tell us, tell us what you bring to a yeah, relationship. Yeah, I'll sell myself here. I guess, I don't know where to, I'm going to start with the silly and small stuff first, and then maybe work up to the deeper and more earnest stuff. So I'm definitely, I'm, I'm very much an acts of service guy as far as level. I like, I, the way that I express myself is often just like, I want to do stuff for you, right? I want to, I love being, and this is true even in my friendships, right? I love being the guy that, hey, in the end of August of this year, in a casual conversation, you mentioned that you had this thing that you really wanted, but you weren't going to order it for yourself. So 10 minutes later, I went and I bookmarked that page and then I ordered it for you on Christmas, right? Look at how thoughtful I am. Go me. Um... Uh, I love, like, uh, physical touch. Like, I'm a very physical person, so I love cuddling and, like, giving shoulder rubs and those sorts of things. Um, I love to cook for people. Um, I also think I'm off... Like, I'm I'm just a, a sucker for, like, here are my sweatshirts that you can steal. Or you can come complain to me about how bad your day was, and I'll definitely listen. Um, that sort of stuff. Um... I've got two cute cats that you can totally pet and will uh, annoy us if we ever uh, spend time here. Um, 
I guess as far as, like, deeper things, I mean, I think it goes hand in hand with me wanting to find someone to do it with me, but I work really hard on myself from, like, an emotional maturity perspective and an intellectual perspective, and I'm always sort of trying to learn and grow and take better care of myself and exist in the world with more kindness and patience, and I think sort of by virtue of proximity, right, the closer you are to me, the more you're likely to benefit from that. Um... I think I'm fairly handsome, and I think I am literally getting more handsome by the day, um, which I think is cool. I can, I, I'm, I'm really good at picking up heavy stuff these days, and I can even uh, run for a little bit. Um, uh, gosh, I, now I'm losing track of what I've said and what I haven't said. I, I'm funny. I'll super make you laugh, um, and I'm pretty playful. Uh, that is not only something that's important to me, but something that I think I can bring to the table of like a sort of playful, goofy, hey, let's not take ourselves too seriously energy. Um, and I guess on top of all of it is just a layer of the sappy sort of hopeless romantic, like, yeah, man, I want to like be in love and build a life with you and, and kind of get a little twinkle in my eye every time I look at you. And then when I talk about you to my friends say all the goofy shit where they go, ah, come on, shut up. And then I'm like, I know, but also it's true. Yeah. Don't forget you're famous. I'm, I'm not famous, <laughs> but I do have a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I think I'm going to build more of my dating profile off of that than anything else we've talked prior, honestly. It's can just you, the last, like, five minutes. Can you tell us some of, of your ideas that you just got from that? Um. Yeah, I think I'm going to more make Jeff's, like, quick bio about the things that he brings to the table, you know? And um, I think my personal stance on it is I'm going to go more heartfelt. And then if we have the time and if Jeff will allow it, I think I would like to try and getting some matches as well. Um, obviously, insofar as, like, at best, I, or at most, I think I would be comfortable with just doing the first the line, the opener, because the conversation genuinely obviously has to be between yeah. you and the person, and otherwise, there's, like, a whole thing of where we're getting to I don't, catfishing. Yeah, I don't, I don't like, want to catfish anybody, for sure. Yeah, so, like, it can only be, like, super, super preliminary actions on my end, um, but I think some of it is I'm obviously really subjective well, everyone's subjective about everyone's dating. Subjective. Everyone's subjective about dating. But I like, I love Jeff, right? So I want to come at it from the perspective where I, I kind of want them to see the things that I also see and the things that he sees in himself. So Not uh, so much like fill my checklist with board game loving or whatever it is. It's going to be more like human, I think, in some ways. So we're going to go away. We're going to go work on the dating apps now. And then we'll come back and we'll talk a little bit about what we've done. And we're back. So, my partner just went through uh, all of Jeff's photos and picked out the ones he wants and built a Hinge profile specifically for Jeff. And before we left, we were talking about whether you wanted to do just Hinge or other apps. And I think you pretty conclusively decided on just hinge yeah i think so i think i want to see how well i can do with hinge just because it's what i know best so i want to use less time learning other apps and more time working on this project for jeff um but if hinge isn't going really well i may 
Branch out. Branch out, yeah. All right. And uh, one of the things that we've talked about previously, and you talked about while picking out the pictures, was selfies and what angle to do. And you had said before, high angle selfies are the worst, but selfies in general are bad. But while looking at the photos, you said low angle selfies are also really bad. So can you talk a little bit more about that? So I feel like it's just not a good angle if you're taking photos of your... Like if you're going to take photos of yourself already anyways, like I think the best thing to do would be to basically do a straight on maybe a little bit higher up. But you don't want to do a super high angle selfie and you definitely don't want to do a low angle selfie where you're showing like your chin. It's just probably not going to be the best view of you. And because dating apps are so quick to judge, you're probably just going to want to have the most impactful view in like under a second. And this That's is how I would think of it. And this is your personal opinion, but it's also something that you've talked with others about, presumably. Yeah. Well, it's my personal opinion, but I think you can literally Google it and probably find other people saying the same thing. Um, In my experience, you can Google and find people saying just about anything about about dating apps, and then Google a little bit more and find someone that says the opposite. That might be true, but I'm pretty sure I'm just right on this, and it feels like innate knowledge, and I don't really understand. So you were pretty pretty clear on, like, what, what pictures you thought were the best. Yeah, so I like, um, I think it's nice to see photos of someone who, that that are more candid, if you're able to get any that are more candid, of you just having a good time, being happy, that will translate in a photo. So if you're like out doing things, or you're just genuinely having fun, I think that's always going to be something that people gravitate more towards. Um, and then photos of like you doing something that you love or being out with friends and being like in a group doing something that you like doing I think that's a really good photo opportunity so I was trying to showcase photos like that for you and use as few selfies as possible basically because I think selfies are probably like the last resort personally that I would use and this led into a controversial topic while you were picking the photos, specifically photos with his ex. I guess that's true. Okay, but I think... Well, no, right. yeah, yeah. You say your piece and then I want to hear his side of it. So, well, ideally, I'm okay with using them because I think they're like photos of not just him with his ex, but him with his like group of friends that they shared and having fun and doing things that things that they like doing um and the hope is that like people that are on the like site aren't gonna see him and be like oh my gosh that's Jeff's ex they don't know that they just it could be any person right it could have been a sister could have been one of his long-term friends it could have been his cousin like no one knows that um I just thought it was a good photo and that's why I was using it I think if you're in a super close community where people, like, know that, I think it would be pretty tough to use photos with your ex. Otherwise, I do understand the discomfort that may come with it. And how about your side? I, I know that brought up some feelings for yeah, you. Yeah, I mean, I it never would have occurred to me to do, right? And I did ultimately okay with it, even though I'm I'm uncomfortable with it in a way where I feel like I'm, I'm sort of growing from trying it rather than uncomfortable with it in a way that's, like, bad or unhealthy for me. It's 
For one thing, from my own experience, like, if I'm on a dating app and I see a picture of, like, a girl and a guy together, and in fairness, of the pictures that you chose, I think only one of them was just of me and my ex, and it was us singing into a microphone together, so there's not, like, there's not any obvious romantic... It's not any obvious romantic context, Right. right? But I occasionally see a picture of, like, oh, there's a cute girl, and the guy that she brought to that wedding... That's weird. Like, I would not... Like, that makes me feel... That makes me less interested in that person, right? Mm-hmm. It sort of makes me go like, huh, yeah. that's... Uh, there's uh, some weird competitiveness. I, and that might be like a mannish thing, right? Or a, or a, or maybe even just a me thing. Um, but also, I guess there is a part of me that worries about false advertising or, like, being disingenuous of like, aha, look at me having fun with this person that's not in my life anymore and doesn't talk to me. You know what I mean? Like, it feels a little bit like there's an asterisk on it. I think you're overthinking it. I did it because I picked the best photos that I could that I think showcased you as a human being having fun. Like, they obviously, like, I think if we had, like, a plethora of photos where your ex wasn't in them, I probably would have picked something else. But I think that showcases the best of you having a good time doing things that you love. And it did sort of, it plays you know? into, I, we had this conversation in episode two, it plays into that thing I said where it's like, people don't take pictures of me, right? You you yeah. said like, yeah, picture people like to take pictures of your ex. She's pretty. And I'm like, I know, and I'm glad, and I think she deserves to have pictures taken of her, but I don't think I'm not worthy of having my picture taken. People just don't, right? People don't take that many pictures of me. No, I understand. It's not a judgment call. No, no. I don't, I don't think it is. I saying, think it's worth highlighting, right? I think it's worth mentioning of, like, it's not that... Not that I'm not using the good pictures of me, right? It's that there is literally... There are literally fewer good pictures of me just based on the circumstances of my life as they currently exist. Yeah. Maybe that's something that I could change, right? I could more actively seek to have pictures or at least be in situations where it's potential to take my picture amongst a group of friends having a good time instead of a selfie right and even if you don't i i'm just more talking about like data wise i think this is what's going to work best and this is what i'm trying to work with here it's more about like what do i think is going to be the most successful in creating a profile I mean, that's kind of what it's about. Yeah, that's like, that's the line of thinking I have. I understand why people would have different feelings about it. Like, I definitely understand the awkwardness about it. But I chose to go the route where I'm trying to do the best for Jeff's profile. And I think those photos showcased him in a really nice light. Yeah, that makes sense. And And that is worth it to me. And I think part of the reason why I wanted to talk about it is because... I think as we get guests on here, that will potentially be a controversial subject. So I will be interested yeah. to hear what other people. Oh, think, for I'm, sure. I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure it will be. So, for what sure. other decisions did you make yeah. about the profile? So, can I? Sorry, can I just look at the profile? Yeah. I created. Um, I went more heartfelt, and I decided to use more of the less of like Jeff's preferences and the hobbies and the kind of lifestyles that he I think kind of wants out of his person and more of like vibes is such it feels like a more shallow word but just the kind of like more general idea of what he wants out of a relationship. It's a different layer of the pyramid for sure. Yeah so sorry you guys I haven't been on here. The hierarchy. Um yeah so I said um so I used 
we already talked about the photos. Um, I used photos where Jeff was like out and about with his friends. Um, and there is just a really nice one that I think, or two really nice ones that his friends took of him. And it's just, it's really cute. There's one of them that's candid and he's laughing and he's covering his eyes. And it's just like very in the moment and it like softened my heart. Yeah, so I, I have a question about that. Like, so from your personal perspective, because again, I think I think this is a question I'm going to ask other people, and I think there's going to be mixed answers on. You're not worried about him hiding his face in that photo. I was a little bit, but I was like, if someone, if anything, I think it's going to make more people a little bit curious enough to swipe to see what his the rest of his face looks like. So if anything, I think it showed the playful energy and like a good candid moment and he's really like precious and he's smiling and then they'll make him swipe to see the rest of his face and then they'll keep going through the photos and see him with his friends are you worried at all that it looks like he's hiding from the camera i mean i guess but you're never gonna win it you're never gonna have a perfect situation so no i'm not that worried about it um so the the big like bio tagline that i wanted for him or the little like blurb that i wanted for jeff was I picked that I'll brag about you to my friends if because I really wanted to focus more on what Jeff brings to the table and how good Jeff is of a person more than what Jeff is looking for and the check boxes that he wants to so, like tick. So on Hinge, you don't get to write a bio. You have to answer prompts, right? So the prompt you're the first prompt you're answering is I will brag about you to my friends if. Correct. Um, so I chose that because it's more putting the, like, talking Spotlight about... on the other person. Yeah, and, like, and I know that you would, too, right? Because you're a generous, good, good-hearted person. So I said, I'll brag to you about, to my friends, if you have a kind heart, a quick wit, and love being around friends. Which kind of shows what he's looking for, but also talks about how much he would love that and, like, how great of a pairing that would be. And I'm looking for my best friend to make her laugh and cook her a solid dinner, which is just a quick little thing of, like, what Jeff could... So that's the uh, the next prompt is, I'm looking for, and the answer was... No, 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 no. Oh, that, no, no, no I no, put no. that all, all in same. one prompt. Okay. Yeah, okay. I just did a thing about, like, just a general, yeah. wholesome, quick, big overall vibe of what the possibilities would be for a relationship can, with Jeff. Can we quickly contrast that with what you... Sure, I, I, will, I will bring up my, like actual hinge profile and Mm -hmm. i will tell you so my first we'll talk about pictures first i have mostly selfies my opening picture is a black and white photo of me that was taken for a show that i was in it's sort of a um it was taken by someone else but it may as well be taken by me right It, it has a look of um uh, not a selfie exactly. I mean, it, it's a headshot. It's literally a headshot. Uh, no, I like that photo. Okay. That's a good photo. Okay, so I use that photo in my profile for Jeff. Okay, and I don't think we need to go past the first photo. Okay. Talk about talk about your opening. So my first prompt yep. is the hallmark of a good relationship is that's the question, and then my answer was open, honest, consistent, and constructive communication. And what is your reaction to that top prompt? Sorry, can we can we? So the prompt is, the hallmark of a good relationship is, that's the question, and then the answer is, open, honest, consistent, and constructive communication. I think it's a little too scholarly and a little too forthright. Snooze fest? Yeah. There you go. Honestly, because like, I agree with that sentiment 100%. 
But that's but not I your opener. But I think it's about, it's not, not my opener, and I would package it differently sure. if I was to talk about it, right? And are, are, so, to go back a little bit, um, you said that really what you were looking at in Hinge was the profile picture, the, the opening line, and a tagline. Do we know, or the prompt, the prompts that a profile is introduced with, is it the top one? Or... Is the top one for Hinge, yeah. Cause... Okay, so, so the other two prompts kind of don't matter in your book. No, they don't. And I had Jeff help me with the other two prompts because I don't really care about them as much. And they were like a good addition She had you help because she didn't care. That's not fine. It was not in a bad way. It was like, I didn't, like, that wasn't. I know. Yeah. But I don't think we need to review them as deeply. But No, I wasn't going to spend my energy on them. We can talk about them. I said the dorkiest thing about me and I had Jeff help me is I've played an ogre, an elephant, and a Jesus on stage, which is just a cute little fun fact. And then I go crazy for a good pizza, good conversation, good rainstorm. I have a thing for threes. I think nature has a thing for threes, honestly. It just seems nice. Certainly Western culture does. Or at least that, yeah. Um, so, you know, it kind of worked out with the last two. And it was just like solid, good answers. In my book, if someone wants to look that far, great. And then my question for Jeff is not what your other two prompts were. Because apparently, at least in one person's contact, yeah, sure. it doesn't matter. Um, do you believe that your top prompt was your best foot? Or if knowing that only the top prompt matter, would you have rearranged your prompts? I think I could probably do better if the, if the reality of a hinge profile is I have to get you in the first sentence, right? Mm -hmm. I, I, when I put it together the way it exists right now, I definitely was not thinking that, right? Okay. I was thinking more about the complete picture, not, not even just... Like, how all of the pictures fit together and how the prompts flow together and paint, like, a complete picture, right? right? And and so, no, I don't think that prompt would be my opener either. Is there one of your three that you would have moved to the top if you only had one prompt? Um, I guess if I had to pick the favorite out of my three. Um, so, the, the second one that I have that is maybe not my favorite is... I geek out on, and my answer was basically everything, but I'm a big nerd for games of the tabletop board and video variety and community theater, which is fine, but again, I agree, sort of bland and very also much too just wordy. Like, yeah, okay, that's fine. Not threes. Not threes, too wordy. So we've learned a new thing, at <laughs> least for my partner. Yeah. Rule of threes. There's a power in threes. Well, not only that, but just like think about how quippy that, like what he said now versus versus when I asked him, he goes crazy for it. He's just like, good pizza, good conversation, good brainstorm. Yeah, because I have it no time to his... overthink it. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. Yeah, that's no. exactly I totally, how I, totally get it. I would and did do Hinge, right? So that's exactly the energy I'm looking for. And your last part? So my top answer, the thing that I probably want a person to see if they were only going to see one of them is... The prompt is, I want someone who, and my answer was, can challenge me and be my partner in crime. That's not perfect. I could still probably rework that a little bit, but that's, of those three, that is a lot closer to, like, an opening line I feel good about. And that's also my favorite of the three that you have, too. Quick, cool. concise, I'm not reading a novel. Like, I'm not here for Tolstoy. Like, we're going through, like, three million people, right? Okay. There you go. Uh, sorry, can you And that? so now... My partner is going to go and start swiping. Yeah. Um, any last words? Uh, yeah. I am, like, nervous and excited. I 
uh, I didn't say this for the first couple episodes, but I'll say it now. Thank you guys for being a part of this and for being here and doing this with me. I think it's going to be a fun project. I we just I just listened back to our recordings for episode one and episode two today, and I'm really pleasantly surprised at like how good I feel about them. Like I think they're really listenable. I think they're really interesting. I sort of engaged with them a second time, even having been a part of the initial conversation. So I'm hopeful that that is true for potential other listeners, and I am grateful for you guys' participation in that. Thank you. Grateful to have you in our lives as well. And to everyone out there, I hope you have a good night, and uh, don't swipe out. Don't swipe out.